Welcome to the 16th episode of the Mondays Kept Me Fat podcast, where diets happen on Mondays, but real life change happens today. I'm your host, Nurse Kevin, a registered nurse of 25 years. I'm a real guy who has struggled with weight my whole life and finally figured out how to lose that weight and keep it off. This is a podcast about making the mental and spiritual change in order to maintain the physical change. It's about health, happiness, and finding your passion in life. What is it that you are passionate about? I'm not passionate about weight loss. And I'm going to mention later in this podcast nine things that I am absolutely not passionate about. Now that may seem like a paradoxical statement there. Here we are talking about weight loss, but I'm not really interested in weight loss. Because really and truly, are we interested in counting calories, exercising, or limiting our fun foods? We really don't have any passion for weight loss. Because really, me personally, I want to eat tacos. I want to eat some cake. And I want to have that second beer each evening. But hang on real quick. Let's start this episode out with a story. I want you to stick with me because this not passionate thing is going to make sense here real soon. About 11 years ago, I went through what many go through. I suffered through my first, yes, first midlife crisis. No, I did not have an affair. No, I did not buy a boat. I did something more expensive. I went back to college to become an electrical engineer. Yes, that's just about as expensive as the boat. There I was, 39 years old, and I was suffering through calculus, trigonometry, and my first few engineering classes. And for what? I have no passion for math. I think math should grow up and start solving its own problems. The engineering class I was enrolled in gave me a project. They found out I was a nurse, and they gave me a project with a little girl, three-year-old girl who had muscular dystrophy and had no strength in her neck muscles. She could not hold her little heavy head up. She just could not keep her head in an upright position. We met the mother in the classroom. The mother brought her to the university and there she was in her wheelchair, slightly reclined, pads all around her head, so her head wouldn't bobble this way and that as she went down through the hallways and even on the parking lot in her wheelchair. My mission in this engineering class was to take this real-world problem and create a real-world solution. And truth be known, I had no idea what to do. As a registered nurse, I used lots of pieces of medical equipment, but I've never designed a piece of medical equipment. Now let me pause the story just for a bit. What we have here is a three-year-old suffering from muscular dystrophy, a distraught mother, and a project that was going to be our entire semester's grade. There was a lot on the line here. The first thing I did was grab a piece of paper and a pencil. Yes, I'm old world. Everybody else in the class was going to the 3D design on the computer, and for me, I had paper, pencil, and a wire coat hanger. I was going to build my model out of a wire coat hanger. Should I involve positive reinforcement? Should I involve negative reinforcement? What type of motivation would be incorporated into my device? My first design was made out of PVC pipe, half inch white plastic pipes with bumper pads on the inside, all four sides. And if the child were to bump her head on one of those pads, it would give out a loud buzzing sound until she pulled her head off the pad. No, I never put the child into that head size torture chamber, but that was my first design. Negative reinforcement, huge and bulky. 
and I thought about that design and I thought about other designs and it would go over and over in my thought. Then I remembered when I was a portrait photographer and the mothers would bring in their little girls with no hair, completely bald headed and they wanted their little girls to have something up there to say girl when you saw them in the picture. So the mothers would bring in these little headbands with a little bow on it and put that on the little baby's head and we would photograph the baby in the portrait and it would look beautiful. But I got to thinking about those little headbands. The head is what we were wanting to hold up. The headband went on the head, right? The bow, I could put a little trigger in it, a little small switch. And the first thing I thought of was a mercury switch. But even though we nurses have used mercury for years in little glass tubes that we stick in people's places where the sun don't shine, my instructors would not let me use mercury. So I designed a ball bearing switch. Using other designs, I was able to create a little ball bearing switch that would engage a trigger inside the switch that would turn on a little fan with foam blades with little LED lights in it that when the fan spun would make little light circles. When the child would hold her head up in an ergonomic position, a correct ergonomic position, the ball bearing switch would engage and turn the fan on. Now that initially was in theory until that beautiful moment at the end of the semester when it was time for presentation. But let's stop there real quick. Was I passionate about the project? Was I passionate about creating a headband with a trigger in it that would set off a fan when a child held her head up? Was I actually passionate about that? Or was it something else I was passionate about? Just like exercise. Am I passionate about exercise? Am I passionate about cutting calories? I'm not passionate about that. No way. What I am passionate about is being healthy, happy, and comfortable in my own skin. I'm passionate about unleashing my ultimate and awesome human potential. I know you are too. Your potential and my potential have been held back so long, not only because of our weight, but because of our perception of our weight. We want to make a change once and for all. And we know that exercise and we know that cutting calories and counting calories, that's our pathway to our passion, what we ultimately want to achieve. Because we're not passionate about counting calories, exercising, or not eating those fun foods. And before we started losing weight, to be honest, were we passionate about desserts, bread, beer, and those bag of goodies? The donuts at the office, were we happy about that? Were we passionate about that? Were we passionate about the food that we received through a square hole in the side of a fast food restaurant? Did it really taste that good? Were we passionate about that? Or were we passionate about the satisfying feeling that the desserts gave us or the fast food gave us. So what is your passion? I still like treats, I still like beer, and I enjoy all the things that a delicious meal gives me. As a matter of fact, all of my cooking is done in cast iron. And when I say all of it, I mean all of it. My iron is not my passion, yet I have dozens of pieces of cast iron in my home. I wanna create awesome meals so delicious that my 13-year-old would rather choose my cooking over a plate of food at the Texas Roadhouse or a $15 hamburger at Red Robin. That's my passion. And I fulfill that passion when I do the chore of cooking in my cast iron. So let me give you my I'm not passionate about list. There are nine things here that I am not passionate about. And some of them are gonna aggravate you and some of them you're just gonna be able to understand 100%. But first is 
I'm not passionate about exercise, but I am passionate about strength and endurance that the exercise gives me. I'm passionate about the endurance I have when I'm carrying heavy photographic equipment to remote places. Most of my photography is done from the roadside, but sometimes I get my hiking boots on and I make my way out into the wild. With that extra strength that I've got, with that extra endurance, I'm able to go places that some people just cannot go. I'm not passionate about my work. Oh my gracious. But I am passionate about funding my life. And to be honest with you, I'm passionate about doing a good job. So I'm not passionate about work, but I am passionate about what my work gives me. After all, we work to live. We don't really live to work. Am I right or am I right? And I'm not passionate about nursing. Now, you don't have to be passionate about something to be good at it. I like to think I'm a good nurse, but what does your occupation give you that keeps you in the occupation? See, I've been nursing for 25 years, and I've met people that I never would have met, hundreds of people that I never would have met if it wasn't for my occupation in nursing, both patients and coworkers, some awesome, wonderful people. I've learned so much. That's my passion. I meet people in a very vulnerable state a lot of times, and it teaches me so much. In hospice, I learned how not to do things in the end and how to do things in the end. I've seen people look at death in the face, and they drive straight forward with all the courage that some people really, really never find. I've seen that. And that is what I'm passionate about when it comes to nursing. I could go on and on about nursing, but we're going to move on to the next thing I'm not passionate about, and that's riding a bicycle. I am not passionate about riding a bicycle, especially in 15 degree weather and in the winter. But I am passionate about maintaining that endurance so I can spend time with my son on those really long rails to trails bicycle trips and teach him the endurance in life. That's my passion, spending time with my son one-on-one -on -one doing the bicycle. The bicycle is the means to the end. The end, my passion, is spending time with my son. I am not passionate about counting calories. Oh my gracious. I am passionate about making sure I don't overeat in a day. And I'm also passionate about having that record, that calorie counted record of days past to help me identify the culprits when I am not losing weight or when I'm gaining weight. What am I doing wrong? What am I eating? What is my pattern? I'm able to go back to that record and get back on course. That's what I'm passionate about, not counting calories. I'm not passionate about going to the doctor for a checkup. Don't like that a bit. I'm a nurse, still don't like to go see a doctor. I'm a guy, right? But I am passionate about staying on top of my health. I'm passionate about not waiting to see the doctor when I'm 60 and getting diagnosed with one of those, if we'd only called it earlier, health issues. On the flip side here, I am not passionate about cake. I'm passionate about that feeling and the relief I get when I eat the cake. Don't you feel that relief? Oh, finally. But then you feel the guilt, right? But not always. Because eating the cake during a birthday party, that's what I'm passionate about or a nice, beautiful finish to a holiday meal. That is passion right there. Not the cake, but the finish. The finish of that beautiful meal, spending time with family. That's what I'm passionate about. I'm actually not passionate about craft beer, but I am passionate about spending time with friends at the pub 
and sharing stories about the work week. And I love listening to live music. Love it. And I am, to be honest with you, kind of passionate about the flavor of a dark, deep, barrel-aged porter. One so dark that if you held it up to the sun, none shall pass through, right? But only five ounces at a time, thank you very much. And I'm not passionate about cooking outside in my Camp Dutch ovens. It's a chore to cook outside. You've got to take all this with you. And inevitably, other things get into your recipe. Other ingredients that you did not mean to have in your recipe. Ashes, bugs, oh my gracious, how many bugs have flown into my chili. And when the dog walks by and gives a good shake, and now you've got hair in your chili, or hair in your calico chicken, that I'm not passionate about. But I am passionate about the nostalgia of cooking outside. I'm passionate about that real beautiful meal that I get to enjoy with family and friends outside in the fresh air, the camaraderie, love, and the moments that we make memories. That's what I'm passionate about. There's a lot of things we do when looked at it initially could be considered our passion, but it's not. It's what those things give us is our passion. If we focus on the exercise and not on the benefits of the exercise, what we actually want from the exercise, then we'll not do the exercise because we're not passionate about the exercise. We want what the exercise gives us. When we have to count calories, we're not passionate about counting calories, but we know that if we do, we'll have that record and we might not overeat that day. We might not underestimate what we've consumed. Now we're going to go to the end of the story, the end of the story with our little girl and the muscular dystrophy. A year later, she was only a memory. I was done with that class. I had my A. I was happy with that. That I had a passion for. That A. That fulfilled the project, fulfilled my passion by getting me the A. But what else did my work on that project accomplish? What other passions did I have? Did I have a passion for the project? When they left with the project, something I'd held in my hand and fiddled with for weeks, I didn't really miss it. Because truth be known, the project wasn't my passion. The end result was my passion. Having a little child be able to hold her head up in an upright position without smashing her face into the floor when she was doing tummy time, that was a passion. Having the A for the course, that was a passion. A sense of fulfillment and accomplishment, that was a passion. The project, not so much. The mother called a year later. She had my number in her phone and she was getting a new phone and was going through her contacts and I didn't recognize the voice. She refreshed my memory pretty quickly and we had a little conversation. I remember her saying about her daughter. She said, she uses it as a toy now. She will lift her head up and down on purpose to make the fan turn on and off. This little girl could not hold her head up for more than two seconds and now she was lifting her head up and lowering it on purpose just to make the fan turn on and spin the lights. So what are you passionate about? When you wake up in the morning and you think to yourself, I've got to exercise today. Yes, you've got to exercise today. I've got to cut calories today. Yes, you have to cut calories today. I've got to count those calories and I'm going to have to cut back and I'm not going to be able to do whatever you can't do. Don't think about that. That's not your passion. The reason that most people don't exercise is because they're not passionate about exercising, but they are passionate about what the exercise will give them. Focus on that, that balance. 
Focus on what the end result will be. I'm going to feel healthy today. That's what I'm going to do because feeling healthy and happy is my passion. But in order to get that, I'm going to have to exercise. So today you're not going to exercise. Today you're going to feel healthy. You're going to feel happy and you're going to have a sense of accomplishment. At the end of the day, you're going to have not overeaten, which is a passion, not overeating. In order to get to that point, you're going to have to count calories. And you're going to count calories not as a passion, but you're going to count calories so you can achieve the passion of going to bed tonight knowing that you haven't eaten more than you told yourself you were going to eat when the day started. Do you see where I'm going with that? You've got this. You can find the passions in your activities. You can find the passion in your work. That is what you need to do instead of looking at the work itself. Find your passion. You're going to find the weight loss. You're going to find the health and you're going to find the happiness. It's not that easy, but it's a start. If you've been struggling, if you've been struggling to stay started, the key to staying started is to not stop. So you've got this. This is all you. Nobody else is really going to help you get this done. What you need to do is focus on your weight loss goals, on your health goals for you. You first and foremost. Because just like the oxygen things that fall from the top of the airplane, if you don't take care of you first, you can't take care of anybody else. So you first and then everybody else because everybody else is going to see what you're doing. They're going to see your drive. They're going to see your motivation. They're going to find out what you're actually passionate about. And they're going to be asking you, what are you doing? And they're going to be proud of you. And you're going to be proud of yourself. And that's why they're going to be proud of you. You're going to be confident and they're going to find confidence in you. You're going to mess up. You may mess up this week. A mess up is not a stop. A stop is something you deliberately do. When you mess up on Wednesday or you mess up on Thursday or even on Friday night and you say to yourself, I've already blown it. I'll wait until Monday. You've quit. Don't do that. It's okay to mess up. It's not okay to quit. Quitting is when you have to restart. If you mess up, that's just a mess up. That's not a start over. That's just a mess up. So keep going. Remember, diets happen on Monday, but real life change happens today.